1: Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's programme, the US Senate approves a $700 billion bailout plan, but is it too late for UK borrowers? Pension investors are hit as the stock market falls further. Is there anything they can do about it? And we find some good news amid all the bad news about UK share prices. I'm Matthew Vincent and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Ellen Kelleher, Hello. And Alice Ross. Hello. So first, the money news in a week when the financial crisis has reverberated around the world. Last weekend, no fewer than five banks had to be rescued by government intervention. In the US, Belgium, Holland, Luxembourg and here in the UK with Bradford and Bingley. Bank shares worldwide then plummeted further, dragging stock markets lower as the US House of Representatives voted down the Bush administration's $700 billion bailout plan for the American financial system. So, with confidence in banks now so low that they won't lend to each other, even overnight... What hope do borrowers in the UK have of getting an affordable mortgage? Ellen, what's the advice for anyone here in the UK who needs to remortgage in the next few months?
0: Well, Matthew, what the brokers are saying in the market is that the, the point that they're stressing is that you should look to lock-in rates. Uh, you can you can do that quite easily, and it's permitted. You're allowed to do it up to six months in advance. What this allows you to do is if you lock in a rate, you can, uh, in six months' time, when you actually need a mortgage, you can also survey the market and see if there are any be- better deals on offer. So it's a win-win situation. And at the moment, C&G has a particularly interesting two-year deal. It's 4.99% with a fee of 2.5%, and that's one of the best out there on offer for a two-year tracker. And Abby has a three-year tracker deal at 5.54% with a fee of £1,500.
1: So those deals sound particularly attractive right now, and I suppose the advice to lock in is because people don't think rates that good are going to be available for much longer.
0: Yeah, that's that's the uh, consensus, is that you should protect your deal now because it might not get better later when rates rise.
1: Alice, turning to Bradford and Bingley and the nationalisation of its mortgage book, that's going to have potentially a massive impact on buy-to-let investors who need to remortgage, because I think Bradley Bingley was the biggest buy-to-let lender in the UK.
2: It was, and we've already seen the impact this week, because on Monday, when the nationalisation was announced... Uh, A lot of other buy-to-let lenders also withdrew their products from the market to reprice them, with the consensus being among brokers that they will or already have been priced upwards because there's so much less competition now in the market that they can afford to have higher rates.
1: So if you are a buy to let investor and you were on, say, a two-year deal, which is going to run out in the next six months, say, um, you're going to face much higher mortgage repayments, presumably.
2: Yes, in a word, yes. I mean, if you're with Bradford and Bingley already, they do still have to put you onto the standard variable rate, which is probably going to be about 1.75% above base rate. Now, that's not a great deal, but brokers are even saying that maybe you should stick with that deal because there aren't very many other competitive deals out there and once you factor in the costs and the fees of getting a new deal, it really might not be worth it.
1: And in terms of the conditions that are put on these loans... um, is it going to be harder for rents to cover the mortgage outgoings? I would think it must be.
2: Yes. I mean, this is something that's been happening for a while, for the past few months. It's not just a factor of the Bradford and Bingley thing, but uh, you used to be able to get a situation where uh, you could get a mortgage equal to the rental cover, so it would be 100% one-for-one situation. Now you're pretty much looking at 125% rental cover needed um, above the mortgage repayments, which is a lot harder for a lot of Um, borrowers.
1: So finally, is this the end of buy-to-let as an asset class for all investors?
2: No, not for all investors, but it is the end for novice investors. That is the general consensus. People that don't have a large deposit are not going to really be able to find a good mortgage anymore in buy-to-let.
1: Thanks, Alison. you can read more about how your mortgage and house price will be affected by the global financial crisis in a special issue of FT Money in The Weekend FT and online at ft.com forward slash money. You can also send in your questions for us to answer by emailing us at ask.ft your money at ft.com still to come in the program some good news amid the bad news on share prices but first pensions anyone who's been looking at the stock market over the last 12 months will realize that the 25% plus fall has hit not just shareholders but anyone who's investing in a pension very hard. So if you're coming up to retirement and have been pinning all of your hopes on your retirement income on an equity-based pension fund, what can you do now? So to find out, Ellen spoke to Tom McPhail of Independent Financial Advisors Hargreaves Lansdowne.
0: Tom, the markets are in a state frenzy. If you're fully invested how should you handle this turbulence and and the falls in the value of your shares? Should you hang on or should you get out?
3: I certainly think they need to look at their pensions because uh, certainly if you're in retirement, one of the key risks is that uh, you're drawing too much income from your fund at a time when your asset values are falling. Um, Now, that can do a lot of damage very quickly. So um, if you're in this position, if if you're... post-retirement, your money's still invested in the markets, and you're drawing an income, you should be looking at your pension now to make sure that the income you're drawing is sustainable. If necessary, you should possibly even be looking at reducing the amount of income that you're drawing, uh, because taking the income out now when your asset values are down is damaging. So look at it now, um, and if possible, make some compromises now to avoid doing too much damage, and then you might be able to relax again later.
0: Tom if you, what if you only have 5 years until you're supposed to retire should should you take extra precautions to protect your money? Is it possible that you might have to retire a year or two later than you had planned?
3: It, it, this is a really interesting area, I think, um, because uh, you, you, you're facing some tough decisions here. Certainly one option is possibly to defer retirement and accept that because of the investment losses today, you may have to think about putting off retirement or perhaps changing your retirement strategy. I think an interesting area is that conventional wisdom would say in those last five years before retirement, you should be looking at shifting your equity investments across into, into a mixture of bonds and cash. Well, today might not be the right moment to start doing that uh, because you're going to be crystallizing some pretty heavy investment losses. So one answer, perhaps, uh, is to say, look, I'm just going to hang on in the market for another couple of years, um, and then maybe when I'm only three years from retirement, I will look at doing a fairly accelerated, fairly short, sharp shift from equities across into bonds Um, but I think probably now now is not the moment to start selling your equity investments if you've taken the losses uh, I I think there's probably more potential upside than there is downside from here.
0: What sort of asset allocation would you suggest to uh, for someone in their 40s compared with someone in their 50s is there should there be a real difference between the two portfolios?
3: I think here some of those same comments do apply. Um, If if you're in the equity markets, um, you're probably going to – so we're looking at someone who's perhaps 10 years out from retirement. So if you're in the equity markets, you're hoping to get some of the upside again before you retire. Um, But this is where the traditional virtues come into play of sort of large – Uh, companies, well capitalised, high yielding. Uh, If you're going to go into equities or if you're in equities at this point, I would suggest those are the kind of companies that you should be looking at. You want a diversified investment strategy. Um, You want to try and take as much risk off the table as you can. Um, But uh, I think previous comments still apply. If you start
1: moving away. Hello and welcome to the FT Money Show. In today's programme, the US Senate approves a $700 billion bailout plan, but is it too late for UK borrowers? Pension investors are hit as the stock market falls further. Is there anything they can do about it? And we find some good news amid all the bad news about UK share prices. I'm Matthew Vincent and I'll be giving you the lowdown on all of these money matters in downloadable form with the help of my colleagues from FT Money, Ellen Kelleher. Hello. And Alice Ross. Hello. So first, the money news in a week when the financial crisis has reverberated around the world. Last weekend, no fewer than five banks had to be rescued by government intervention in the US, Belgium, Holland, Luxembourg and here in the UK with Bradford and Bingley. Bank shares worldwide then plummeted further, dragging stock markets lower as the US House of Representatives voted down the Bush administration's $700 billion bailout plan for the American financial system. So, with confidence in banks now so low that they won't lend to each other, even overnight... What hope do borrowers in the UK have of getting an affordable mortgage? Ellen, what's the advice for anyone here in the UK who needs to remortgage in the next few months?
0: Well, Matthew, what the brokers are saying in the market is the 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 point that they're stressing is that you should look to lock in rates. Uh, you can you can do that quite easily, and it's permitted. You're allowed to do it up to six months in advance. What this allows you to do is if you lock in a rate, you can, uh, in six months' time, when you actually need a mortgage, you can also survey the market and see if there are any be- better deals on offer. So it's a win-win situation. And at the moment, C&G has a particularly interesting two-year deal. It's 4.99% with a fee of 2.5%, and that's one of the best out there on offer for a two-year tracker. And Abby has a three-year tracker deal at 5.54% with a fee of £1,500.
1: So those deals sound particularly attractive, presumably, so you could leave your fund invested for a bit longer and hope to wait for recovery.
0: Yeah, and it might be the case that you will have to retire a year later than you had anticipated if the market falls continue, but the consensus of advisors is that the market is likely to hit its bottom soon, and from that point it will rise higher quite quickly. But the truth is, is that if you have a 10 to 20 year time horizon, this isn't really going to affect uh, your portfolio all that much. You should just not look at the return figures just for your own sanity and uh, wait for the market to bounce back.
1: So it's a case of not looking at the last 12 months, but looking at longer time periods in history and realizing that equities do tend to outperform other asset classes in the long term. Exactly. Uh, Which is probably quite hard To do at the moment. I suppose one other angle on the financial crisis and its impact on pensions is uh, on those people who are in occupational schemes where they fear that their company might go bust. I mean, Lehman Brothers employees have seen this, and one suggestion has been that if you are in an occupational scheme with a company who could be in danger, there may be a case for transferring out and into uh, a personal pension because the protection you'd get if you leave your money in with your company wouldn't be that great. Is that something um, that you've heard advisors mentioning?
0: Yeah, I mean, advisors are, you know, uh, quite cautious on uh, corporate pensions, particularly because the the mix of investments that they tend to offer uh, employees is always a bit more limited than what you would be able to access if you were, you know, in a SIP where you could have that you have thousands of funds on offer that you can participate in uh so yes there definitely is an argument to be made that it, it might be wiser to transfer money from your your corporate pension into into a sip
1: well, obviously you need to take advice before entering into any kind of transfer. And if you'd like to know more about shoring up and protecting your pension, then look out for the articles uh, by Ellen and also by Joe Cumbo in FT Money this weekend. And finally today, we have some good news uh, and bad news about share prices. Now, I think every investor in the country knows the bad news, but yesterday Britain's most successful fund manager, Anthony Bolton of Fidelity, said that shares are as cheap as I've seen them in my lifetime in some sectors, especially in consumer cyclicals such as general retail and media. He also revealed that he hadn't invested his own money in the market for several years, but he did put money in two weeks ago and then put some more money in last Tuesday. Um, Alice, do you think... Anthony is a lone voice crying in you know, the depths of the bear market or um, have you heard anything similar from anyone else this week
2: I yes I think Anthony's not a lone voice I think there's definitely a view that this might be a very cheap time to invest in the equity markets people have been saying this for the past two weeks some I know some people that also put in money two weeks ago and last week they've been a little bit concerned to see it fall further this week but uh, and there are definitely some bears out there that think that it could fall to 3,000, 3,500 3, still. Um, but that's, I'd, I'd say there are more people buying into the equity markets because they think that it's cheap than there are extreme bearish people saying it's going to fall a lot further.
1: Well, that's certainly borne out by figures, um, I think, from Barclays stockbrokers this week, which showed that there was much heavier buying than selling, even even during all the volatility um, that we've seen, and Ellen, I suppose this ties in with what uh, pension advisors have been saying to you about uh, getting near to the low.
0: Yeah, I, I mean that there is this feeling that I mean, how much lower can we go? Uh, you know, we really hit the bottom with the, treas- the U.S. Treasury bailout and uh, and other bank bailouts around the world, and and once the bottom has been reached, then. The only choice is for the markets to move upwards.
1: But, Alice, I suppose um, nobody is willing to give a view on how quickly markets will come back. I mean, I think Anthony Bolton was saying uh, any recovery could be slow and protracted. Um, I imagine other commentators are being equally cautious.
2: Everyone is being very cautious at the moment. Nobody really wants to call the bottom uh the you know, they're worried of what will happen if they get it wrong. Nobody quite knows what's going to happen. The one thing to remember is that the stock market always recovers before the general economy does. So, uh, in fact, people are being quite positive on the stock market even within the next two months before, by Christmas. There's a lot of consensus that it might have bottomed out at that point. People are more willing to take a two-month view than say what's happening right now.
1: So investors need to remember that um, recession doesn't necessarily mean that the stock market will fall at the same time.
2: No, exactly. The stock market will fall first and then there'll be a recession.
1: Thanks for that. And if you'd like to read more about Anthony Bolton's views and a fundamental analysis of the value that may exist in certain UK stock market sectors, look out for the articles in the special global financial crisis issue of FT money with the weekend FT this week. Remember, you can also email your questions and your comments to ask.ftyourmoney at ft.com, and we'll be back next week with another financial lowdown in downloadable form. But until then, it's goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from Ellen and Alice.